All right, everybody, this is the Thought Thread with Steve Carr. I am the aforementioned Steve Carr. And this podcast, the Thought Thread podcast, easy for me to say, the Thought Thread podcast is based upon a bi-monthly e-letter that I send out in the emails. You can get it in your inbox if you go to my website, houseofcar.com slash thread. That's house of car, C-A-R-R dot com slash thread. Or you can just go ahead and see the post there, and you can listen to this podcast to be able to give you the why, the why, the why behind why I suggest these articles. So every thread, I have a theme that drives the day, and this theme is last. This thread theme is last. Normally, I pull this from a biblical text that I provide a Bible study for. And the text this week, we've been looking through the book of Psalms. This is from Psalm chapter 119. If you are familiar with the Christian scriptures and maybe the Hebrew scriptures, if you will, Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. I will tell you, though, that I do not examine the entire chapter, but hone in on the first few verses. The reason that I appreciate Psalm 119, and I have themed that uh, teaching as a lasting impact, is what the ancient psalmist does right here is provides a spiritual God-centered guideline by which you and I can adhere our day-to-day practices and then be able to register a lasting impact. I will tell you is that I am a big, big proponent of the Bible, and I even like to discuss it with people who don't believe in its validity. But one of the reasons I do is because there is a brilliance that is present within the scriptures that even goes beyond Um, what you will see in any other era of the time. So 3,000 years ago, the psalmist wrote wisdom that I think is fully, wholly applicable 3,000 years later, and Psalm 119 describes to us how to have a lasting impact. And that is why the theme of this week is last. I like to pull a little musical diddly in when we are discussing the theme. And for this theme, when I think of last, I cannot think of that word without starting to hear this riff in my head Mary Jane's last dance and yes Mary Jane right here is probably most likely a double entendre and I'm going to tell you that in no way do I support illegal drug use that's not the point here but man that riff Tom Petty could write himself some music so let's focus in on last the first article that I linked to in this week's thread is why you stay up late even when you should, you know you shouldn't. And this is an article from Wired Magazine. I've been thinking a lot about sleep myself because this week my teenage daughter went back to high school. And in doing so, I had to do something this week I had not done throughout the pandemic is I had to set my alarm. Because generally, I have pretty good healthy sleep patterns. I wake up within a certain amount of time. I do have that occasional every six, seven weeks where I sleep way too late. But I work out of the house, so it didn't, didn't penalize me. But when I knew I had to wake up, get the teenager to school, I set my alarm. And it gets me thinking about sleep patterns, sleep rhythms. There's been a lot of great scientific study. You know, likely, that the sleep that you get is key to you having a lasting impact in your work and all that you do. And what we have in Wired Magazine is some of the science that goes behind us, some great tips right here. 
think it's a good article that you can read to figure out why you want to stay up late and how you need to fix that. But maybe you have, maybe you're in the night shift. It doesn't matter. Maybe you have to stay up late. But for those of us who function on regular day, night rhythms, it's a good article to read. Second article I provide here. Don't let the small stuff get you down. This past week, I came across a study from the University of Miami, Florida, not to be confused with Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, which if you end up there, it's completely different. I remember in the office, uh, Kelly was excited because she met a doctor from Miami University and come to find out was one in Ohio. <laughs> so humor ensued. But with this article, don't let the small stuff get you down. Psychologists did some research, and the research showed that when you and I have negative experiences in our past, they resonate far more than the good things that happened in our past. And think about that in your own life. As much as you can cherish those highs that you have, often you remember those lows. But what researchers showed is sometimes those lows can have a continual impact in our brain and then make us generally unhappy. So what the research is showing us right here is our propensity to be able to forget or to learn to remember less, if you will, is important for you and I to be able to find psychological happiness today. So, you know, from a, from a spiritual standpoint, the Christian faith talks a lot about, you know, you forgive, forget, and that's the forgetting is always the hard point. But even in your own life, sometimes you need to figure out how to forget so that it doesn't impact your day-to-day happiness. Great read there from the University of Miami. Third article I linked to is Persuading the Unpersuadable. This is a Harvard Business Review article. It is written by Adam Grant, and I'm not going to lie, I am an Adam Grant fanboy. He is a professor at Wharton School of Business in Philadelphia. The Ivy League MBA program, I believe, of Penn University. And what Adam Grant uh, did in this HBR article is he took some of the content from his recently released book, Think Again. And I'm going to, I've read the book. It's a great read. I encourage you to do it. I'm going to use it in one of my future book reviews that you need to check out. But what Adam Grant does is he looks at Steve Jobs and says, Look, everybody has Steve Jobs as this business guru that was just able to do so much. But it's interesting is that early on in his life, his character flaws really disrupted his ability to be prolific. And perhaps his greatest was is that he didn't like to listen to other people. So what Adam Grant does in this HBR article is encourages us to think about how changing one's mind and adapting to new information is important to be able to have this lasting impact. And Grant just does a great job about it. I'm not going to belabor this fact, but I'm telling you, if he wrote the classified ads, I would read those. And is that even is that even a thing anymore? Like, I, you know, I, I think it's all Craigslist, right? Like, nobody has classified ads. But regardless, Adam Grant is a prolific writer, great thinker. If you can get your hands on some of his work, you need to read it. And this article from um, Harvard Business Review, one you need to check out, have the link there. The next link that I've provided for you this week, this is kind of a little cotton candy, but I think every once in a while you just have to think about this. It is the six degrees of Kevin Bacon as told by Kevin Bacon. And this is a TED video and um, a TED talk, a TED video, 
TED Talks or what they call them. And I'll link to these uh, once every few months on the thread. I don't like to overdo it because there's so many TED Talks out there. There's these nice little vignettes of brilliance. And this one, by the way, is from 2012. So it's not like it's new. But I just came across it this week. And the first 10 to 12 minutes of this thing, you know, they're about 20 minutes long. It's great because you have Kevin Bacon in a way. He just talks about how he was introduced to the game based upon his own name. And if you're unfamiliar, where have you been? But the six degrees of Kevin Bacon is that you can trace back any actor who has ever been in movies or television to Kevin Bacon within six steps. And there's actually a website by which you can research this. But Kevin Bacon talks about when he first heard of it and then what he thought about it. And more importantly, instead of running away from this, how he embraced it and saw it as an opportunity to be able to help other people. So it's an interesting watch. Again, it's a little old, so you might have seen this already, but if not... It's really fascinating because basically it looks at you and I, how are we going to portray our legacy? And when Kevin Bacon came up to this, he embraced this game and it helped him find some meaning in what he did. So it's an enjoyable, enjoyable little TED Talk. The book recommendation every week, every two weeks, I guess. Every thread, I introduce you to a book. This one is from 2015. It's entitled, Why Greatness Cannot Be Planned. Why Greatness Cannot Be Planned. And I'm going to tell you is that this is my type of book. It was written by Kenneth Stanley and Joel Lehman. And the subtitle is The Myth of the Objective. And basically what they, what they would posit for us is that we are obsessed, uh, obsessed today with metrics and objectives, and those determine everything. But sometimes they would argue that our reliance upon these numbers actually derail us from being truly successful. Now, I like to view myself as a contrarian, so these are the types of books I eat up. I find it enjoyable because when you're looking at you know how you want to have impact and how you want to make something that lasts – Generally, you need a plan to get there, but sometimes if you are worshiping the plan and not the goal that you have, you might actually be counteracting the very thing you're trying to accomplish. So I provide the link there. You can look at some of the notes that I took from the text, even though it's a few years old now. Pretty interesting read. I, I buy into a lot of what they say. I think it's a good read for you. Then finally, usually at the end of the every thread, I leave something personal for you. This week I didn't write anything. I just left you, and I think this should work. I left a Facebook link to a friend of mine, my friend Daniel and his wife Boozy. I met him when he was over here in the United States studying at seminary. He is originally from Myanmar, and he and his family, and his family is ever-growing. He's got a large family because he will take in orphan teenagers and raise them as his own. And he is a person of faith, so he is a minister. And because he went to the United States, he has enough connections through the money that he's raised. But even though he doesn't have that much funds, he just gives it all away. Well, Myanmar has been a lot on my mind because if you've seen in the media, there has been a military coup in the country of Myanmar. They had a democracy that seemed to be working, but the military, when they didn't like how the elections were turning out, they've taken over. And gradually and more aggressively... They've started to take life in order to enforce law in their country. And really the reason I want you to see this link is I think it's a good reminder for you and I who have access to 
unparalleled freedoms to realize that there are people in the world who do not, and there are people in the world who are continuing to fight for that. So, hey, this week, will you say a prayer for my friends Daniel, his wife Boozy, and their family in Myanmar? If you want to learn more about that, I have a link to their ministry. If you feel so inclined, you know what? Maybe you want to make a gift to them and what they do. So that's the thread. Just thinking about all this, why did I like this thread about lasting? It's just because that is what drives me professionally. I just live in the midst of my day-to-day tasks. I do stuff. I check things off on the list. But what I want to do is something more robust. I want to build something that lasts, and that's what you want too. What you want to do is make sure the actions that you are committing on a day-to-day basis have resonance that are going to impact something far greater than yourself. And that's a great goal for us to have, but in order to do so, we really need to think about how we achieve that. And that is the point of the thought thread, is to get you to think, to expose you to new thoughts and ideas that will challenge you in your day-to-day life. So that's it. It was a good time. I think it was a good time. I declared it to be a good time. I hope it was a good time for you. Hey, throw some thoughts in the comments, if any of this has made sense with you, if any of it has resonated with you, houseofcar.com slash thread. That's all I have for this week. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.